This episode of Road Dirt, the podcast is brought to you by Law Tigers, motorcycle lawyers. You can find them at lawtigers.com. Welcome to Road Dirt, the podcast of Road Dirt Motorcycle Media and RoadDirt.tv, your down-home grassroots motorcycle brand, covering what we like to call ride life. This is Rob Brooks, your host, and on this episode, we're going to start a series by a friend that we've made in the past year, Richard Warsham of Janus Motorcycles up in Goshen, Indiana. A few years back, he got to crisscross the United States on one of their motorcycles and he's been chronicling about it and um, sharing those stories and photos with us. So this is uh, from Richard Warsham. It is called Chasing George Wyman, part one. I start with an editor's note. Richard Warsham is the founder and CEO of Janus Motorcycles, that's spelled J-A-N-U-S, a small outfit hand-building vintage-looking and feeling motorcycles in Goshen, Indiana. We've, of course, written about them and their unique motorcycles, as well as their old-school approach to construction, assembly, and customer relations earlier this year, back in the spring. You can read all about them on our main site at RoadDirt.tv. Richard had the opportunity to make a cross-country sojourn in the tracks of the legendary George Wyman, the first to cross the United States on a motorcycle. Richard has been kind enough to share his story with us in several parts, which we'll feature here over the next few weeks and months, really. We hope you enjoy Richard's travelogue as much as we have. This is Richard. Over the past few years, we've been visited here at Janus Motorcycles by a strange motorcyclist, fully geared up in his 1200cc Bavarian steed with various upgrades and farkles as they're termed in the adventure and sport touring motorcycling world. If you're not aware, a farkle is a portmanteau, a combination of two words, function and sparkle. And it's also claimed to be an acronym for fancy accessory, really cool, likely expensive. (laughs) We were invariably struck by the fact that this motorcyclist never really took his gear off, even his helmet and marveled at his FLIR camera mounted on his bike for spotting animals at night, he told us. So Tim Masterson, he's a different kind of breed of motorcyclist than anything we had ever experienced. Little did I know at the time how much I would be learning about this long distance riding phenomenon and the community of motorcyclists that surround it over the coming years. The first time Tim showed up at Janus, he told us the story of George A. Wyman, the first person to cross America on a motorcycle, in fact, a motor vehicle of any sort. Apparently, this pioneer of motorcycling had passed right through our hometown of Goshen, Indiana, on his historic ride from San Francisco to New York City in the early summer of 1903, really not a block from where Janus Motorcycles World Headquarters stands. Tim had been working hard along with a couple other individuals to document and raise awareness of George Wyman and his his historic ride, as well as creating and marking waypoints along his route. We were quick to accept his request to post a Wyman waypoint sign on the outside of our shop commemorating the historic feat of motorcycle. Now, this was back in the spring of 2018, and Tim's visit was to install the waypoint sign in a more visible location toward the front of our, at the time, newly expanded showroom and install the formal 
Wyman Memorial plaque right below it. If you check out our website, Richard's actually got a picture with Tim Masterson uh, of the Waypoint and a really cool looking plaque that when I was up there back in the spring, got to see those as well. So simultaneously, the Janus team had been discussing the need to make a longer journey on one of our motorcycles. We were looking for a way to not only improve our motorcycle and engine, but to stress test them with a real world trial across many miles and away from the convenience of our repair bay. Our first idea was to take two bikes and ride out to the Pacific Ocean. We were looking at dates and discussing who would be available for such a ride when Tim suggested that we enter a Janus in the George A. Wyman Memorial Challenge, an annual event where a group of riders retrace George's route across the country. There's actually a link on our website um, to the George, the Wyman Memorial Project. You can actually go check them out and um, see what this organization does every year. Anyway, back to Richard. The significance of such an endeavor was not lost on us. Not only was George Wyman the first person to cross the country on a motorized vehicle, he did it on a motorcycle, a 200cc one at that, exactly 150 years ago at that date. The motorcycle that he rode was a 1902 model built by the California Motorcycle Company, the first production motorcycle brand in the United States. So I jumped at the opportunity to pilot one of our own bikes across the country. Without hesitation, I decided that our Halcyon would be the best option out of our three models at the time for both in long distance riding and as a tip of the cap to George Wyman. Uh, as a note, it would be three years later before the Halcyon 450 uh, would be on the road. So this, the one he rode was a Halcyon 250. Anyway, back to George. I mean, back to Richard. We had just about a month to prepare for the ride and get the bike out to San Francisco. Once I had confirmed I was going to be making the trip on a Janus, Tim coached me through the basics of what to expect, uh, the gear to bring, how to manage the long hours in the saddle. I really had no idea what I was in for. Almost all of the riders attempting the Wyman Challenge were members of the Iron Butt Association, who described themselves as, quote, the world's toughest riders, end quote. The Wyman Challenge is in fact sanctioned by the IBA. After a week riding with a group of these guys, I can confirm their self-title. We decided to learn uh, that to learn the most from the trip and offer the best proof of the bike's durability, we would keep everything on the bike as close to stock as possible. Engines, suspension, exhaust, etc. were all left stock. The one change I did make was to replace the stock 47 tooth rear drive sprocket with a 45 unit to lower vibrations at sustained highway speeds. This would be my first iron butt ride. Next, I knew I would need dry storage for clothing, tools, gear, etc. With this in mind, I ordered a set of small removable aluminum panniers and then fabricated a mounting system off the Halcyon 250's rear book rack assembly. Due to the Halcyon's relatively small fuel tank, only two gallons, and the long distances to be traversed, I also knew I was going to need an auxiliary fuel tank for, of some sort. After considering several options, I decided to use a pair of Rotopax fuel cans, R-O-T-O-P-A-X, Rotopax. The benefit of these fuel cans is the ingenious way they're fastened to the motorcycle and the fact that they can be locked. I mounted the Rotopax cans 
behind the seat on the stock book rack. Next up was a set of our highway bars to which I added folding highway footrest to kind of provide an alternative place to stretch out on the long miles ahead. Richard would need that, by the way, because he's a rather tall individual. So other upgrades in Farkles included a simple tension-operated throttle control, a fleece seat cover, water bottle holders, a USB charging port, and a cylinder head temperature gauge. For navigation, I used a waterproof RAM mount box on the handlebars to put my iPhone, which I would be running Google Maps. At Tim's recommendation, I also used a free service called Spotwalla, created by an IBA long distance motorcycle rider himself and uses spot GPS tracking to create a map of your ride. Very cool. You can also send messages and images via the service. So in addition to my iPhone, I also purchased a SANA Bluetooth helmet headset for communication and so on. The most important thing that Tim stressed to me over the phone was riding with the right base layers. He recommended a product called LD Comfort. This company is based out of Hoquiam, Washington. I hope I'm saying that right, Hoquiam. Washington and make specialty base layers for long distance motorcyclists. I spoke with the owner, Mario Winkleman, who's a friend of Tim's, and he explained the technology behind the garments and provided me with a full set of his gear, including helmet liners. The benefit of the LD Comfort gear is that it's constructed out of two very thin layers of material. The inner material instantly transfers moisture away from the body to the outer layer, which lets the moisture then evaporate and provide cooling. Mario himself is a real character and a fixture in the long distance motorcycling world. So more on LD Comfort gear to follow. In anticipation of the ride, Tim did a short interview with me, which they published on the Wyman Project site. And before I knew it, the ride was a little over a week away and we still hadn't gotten the bike out to San Francisco yet. Rather than ship the bike out via a standard carrier and risk missing the start date, we called a local friend with an RV transport company, Horizon Transport, based about 15 miles from Goshen, and we were able to have the bike transported in the bed of a pickup truck that was hauling a camper out to the Bay Area of California. The driver named Linda turned out to be a motorcyclist herself and took extra care with our bike, delivering a day earlier than requested. Now, all I had to do was wait and assemble the last bits of gear that I'd be carrying with me on the plane to San Francisco. It was with no small degree of trepidation that I looked ahead at longer miles in a single day than I had ever recovered on a motorcycle. Each day on the Wyman ride would be in excess of my longest day in the saddle. Next, the journey begins. Richard Wyman. Uh, I mean, Richard Warsham. <laughs> on the George Wyman ride. You can find that on our site. I, he's got some really cool pictures up there and, and links to not only the Janus Moto, but also to the Wyman Memorial ride, uh, some of the gear, uh, Horizon Transport, things like that. You can go to roaddirt.tv forward slash chasing George Wyman part one. And uh, Rich is gonna be sharing, I wanna say it's like a four or five part series he's gonna be sharing with us in the, the months ahead. and. Um, will enjoy kind of um, riding vicariously along with him and experiencing that. He actually made the ride back in 2018. So uh, 
it's cool that we're getting to share this um, his story with it, with our readers and our viewers and you here on the podcast. Well, I appreciate um, Richard sharing that with us and uh, thankful for our sponsors here at um, Road Dirt, the, the uh, podcast and RoadDirt.tv. Hope you'll check us out on our main site there, RoadDirt.tv, not only for the George Wyman story um, and Richard there, but also for all the stories that we cover, uh, rides, roads, bike reviews, racing, rallies, you cover, you name it, we cover it in American Motorcycling. You can check it all out there on RoadDirt.tv. We also have a YouTube channel, Road Dirt TV, where we post videos of ride reviews, gear reviews, racing, things like that, events that we get, a, that we get a, rallies, a race, and things like that that we get a chance to attend. You can find all of it out there on Road Dirt TV, as well as three social media channels that really kind of um, create community among all among all the Road Dirt world. On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you can find those uh, Road Dirt TV. So. Um, Go check us out. Join the Road Dirt community. I hope you'll, if you enjoyed this, give it a like, give it a, give us a subscribe. You can share it, you know, with uh, others, you know, that might enjoy it and um, comment, leave us a comment as well. We'd love to hear from you. So until next time, this is Rob with Road Dirt, encouraging you to ride life. Mm -hmm.